0: Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. The sound of A is in the air, they say. And as you see, we are going to be talking about something that begins with the letter A. ACDC and one of their greatest albums of all time. I call it Power Age, but it's some people call it Powerage. Like the person I'm going to introduce to you now, the official administrator, historian. And translator of the podcast, among other things, Kirsty Prince in Perth, Australia. Kirsty, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. How are you going?
0: Doing good. You are contestant number one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm ready with my hand on the buzzer.
0: <clears throat> you got it. And contestant number two this week, over in Kansas City, we have the official. <sighs> Flip-flop, thong, and, oh, shit, guru, Matthew, in the kingdom, baby. In the kingdom, baby. Good morning. <laughs> good evening. With the hang loose sign going on. In the good kingdom, day. baby.
2: <laughs> I was thinking about that
0: yesterday afternoon, you doing that. It made me chuckle. Uh did I send you the uh, the the crazy one? I sent you the crazy one, didn't I? The crazy one, the one I just played on the phone a minute ago. Oh, you did, you did. Yeah, okay. Well, I appreciate both of you guys being on here and coming to talk. I think we're all fans of ACDC, dc so really quickly, Matthew, tell me your history with AC/DC. Uh, I probably I remember
2: watching the clip for "Shook Me All Night Long." That was probably my introduction back when i was in primary school i think i was around 10 or 11 seeing that and it was interesting i don't know if i really got into acdc until probably a couple of years later 88 with blow up your video and like the heat seeker video when that came out Mm -hmm. that was real i really got into them and um as far as what i liked i was probably the second half of their career at that point i liked brian johnson stuff and i wasn't really interested in the in the early stuff with bon scott but in later years it kind of reversed and i was much more into bon scott and you know what the more i hear ah i think that's he's such a loss oh man his voice and his he's almost like a poet Mm -hmm. like a street poet is what i think of him but i have a I'm not the biggest ACDC fan by any stretch yeah. and I and I'll explain why a little later. Um yeah. but I do like a lot of their stuff and I can appreciate how important they are to a lot of other bands that have come after them. Um they're a big influence. But um, I'm quite fond.
0: Isn't there a quote where he called himself a uh like a trash can poet or something like that?
2: Do you know what? I've never heard that,
0: but there, there yeah, is a there, there is a quote out there where he says something like that, and, and and also you've seen ACDC in concert a handful of times, right? Yeah, yep. Okay, when was the first time you ever saw them live?
2: Uh, I think it was the Raise was it Razor's Edge 1990? Oh, are you serious? I think that wow. was the first time. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I was finishing high school or pretty close to finishing high school, and
0: Man, that's epic.
2: Yeah, so that was the first time I'd seen her and I've, I've caught them on every tour since. Oh, uh, wow.
0: I didn't realize that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've seen them each time, because the last show that I saw, and I've talked to you about it before, was the last show that Brian Johnson played, Yeah, and that was here in Kansas City back in 2016, and I was trying to think, not to say anything bad, but that, they don't play a bad show, but that was the weakest of the shows that I'd seen. But then having said that It's still a pretty high
0: standard Oh absolutely What about uh, you Kirsty? What's your history with ACDC
1: Well I wouldn't say I was like Into them as such Um, But of course I knew them growing up You can't not be aware of them And here in Perth it's another level Mm Because Von Scott's from Fremantle And everyone's just really proud There's that statue to him in Fremantle And people visit his grave All the time here And on the 40th anniversary of his funeral, which was like March 2020, so pretty much the last event before lockdown, the Highway to Hell, which is the Canning Highway from Perth to Fremantle, was closed for a free rock festival in his honor, and 14,500 people went.
3: Wow. And
1: there's another event coming up this May in celebration of him, another really massive event. And so whenever I turn on the radio or go to a party, I hear ACDC. Today, I went to see a movie and Thunderstruck was on the soundtrack. And everyone here from like babies to adults, all my kids' friends wear the (laughs) T-shirts. So I like like everything I've heard by them, but I hear them so much. I don't know if I've ever actually chosen to play an album myself. Um, And I think this is the first time I've actually listened to them on purpose. Wow. Although when I played the album I I recognized the songs. <laughs> um, had you listened? had you listened to this album before? Um I had not, um but I recognised all the songs. So, you know, clearly at somebody's house I've heard it. Yeah. So when um when you told me I was doing this, I was like, Well I'm not really a big expert, but if I'm gonna do it, I'm really glad it's this album.
2: Mm, yeah, for sure. I had, I had never heard this album. Before when, this week. Oh I'd my never, god! I'd, I don't know why. I just. I mean, I've heard about it and all, uh,
0: and I. I think I knew one song. Wow, I was. This. I was talking to you the other day, like like you knew all of them, wouldn't I? You were, and I was. not anything.
1: We're both coming at it quite fresh, much to yeah. your surprise.
0: Matt was like a swan; he was calm above the water. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so Kirsty, you've never have you ever seen ACDC live? No. Okay.
1: Only the only the cover band.
0: Okay, and then my other question was because both of you obviously have lived in that area. When you say Fremantle, how like in the vicinity of where Perth is? Like, is that a suburb of Perth or is it like another city a little ways away or what?
1: Um, it's 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 called its own city a little way away, but it's it's not really that far. Like a half hour. Well, I could say a half an hour.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. And he's buried in Fremantle, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because his parents lived in Perth, I believe is what I remember reading. You know, when they talked about when his uh, when he passed away a long time ago, and the van came and all that kind of stuff. So I thought they had said his his family was from Perth, or do they just say Perth because that's the biggest area near it?
1: Probably. Gen- uh, general- yeah. Generally,
0: Generalizing, yeah. Because no one, most people haven't heard of Perth, so they're not going to hear of Frio. True. 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 Frio. That's what that's what the a free man. Yeah. That's what we call it. That's what us locals call it. Frio.
1: <laughs> I have been to Frio. In, class,
0: I haven't been to Frio on the highway to hell in a while, so yeah. <laughs> So my history with ACDC was uh, I remember seeing the Let There Be Rock concert back in um, which is a concert with Bon Scott from the mid seventies, late seventies. Um and they made it into a basically like a movie. And I remember seeing that when I was a young teenager. I remember joining a one of the clubs where you could get 13 albums or whatever. And I remember getting, at least getting Flick of the Switch. And for those about to rock, maybe Fly on the Wall. I'm not 100% sure, because it would have been around 85, 86. But I don't remember being a huge fan. Like I don't remember just being, like being, oh, this is amazing, I love it. But what, but I remember, and those were all, you know, Brian Johnson hours, but I do remember watching that Bon Scott concert and really, really liking it. And, but I, but the stuff I was into was by them was probably like, I liked who made who I liked the song and, and I liked them for a time, but I, I didn't really stick with it. <clears throat> and then about, I don't know, in the last year and a half, I would say maybe the last year I sat down and watched. And I never, I never saw them live. You know, I could have seen the Razor's Edge tour because I remember they played here and Kings X was opening, and I could have seen that tour, but I didn't. And I so I think it would have changed my whole trajectory, the whole traject trajectory <laughs> of me as a music fan because all of these years later, I watched the live at the River Plate concert, and the crowd was insane, and the band mm. was just so good, and that was in like 2009, I think. And I can't imagine how on fire it would have been seeing them in 1991. Because I also went and watched the Donington concert, you know, whenever they yeah. played Donington on that tour and just, you know, Angus coming up on the stage and starting that riff to, uh, Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. Yeah. So yeah, it's I mean, awesome. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's intoxicating really. I mean, it's like, you get the, I can only imagine it's like being drunk in a way. The more you get, the more you're drinking, the more you want, the more you better you feel, you know, and watching that, you know, you start off, you just with this, you feel great. And it just keeps, it just, it just, <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't get enough. So, uh, then I, then I decided, uh, to start a failed podcast on ACDC, you know, last year, this year. Yeah. Last year. Uh, no one probably heard it. I didn't ever talk about it, but, uh, Cause I didn't want it to, I didn't want to be an advertisement for it. And, uh, there's no, no more of those podcasts to be heard. They're all gone. (laughs) But, um, I, I realized, Hey, I could do a, an ACDC episode if I want to on my own podcast. And I never did any bond Scott albums on there. And I was just like, if we're going to talk about an ACDC album, why not pick one inadvertently? This has happened that. Is celebrating its 45th anniversary this month. Could possibly, I don't know the exact date, but it's this month, April of 1978. So, 45 years in. This is also the first album, Matthew, to feature Cliff Williams on the bass, which I thought was pretty cool. It's his. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Whilst they were getting ready to record this album, they added Cliff Williams on bass. Uh, and it sounds like the writing sessions for it were really pretty awesome. Like it was just, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like this is an amazing, amazing album. I mean, not to give away that I love it, but I do love it. Um, uh, ranking these songs will not be an easy feat for me personally, but, uh, I figure what we can do is we can, um, cause I know, I know, uh, Apparently I'm the only person here that's heard this album more than a couple of times in my life.
2: <laughs> well, I tell you what, I listened to it a
0: lot uh
2: over the last few days or so. And I woke up dreaming of well, one of the songs this morning.
0: Really? Really? I've that's...
2: listened that's how much I've listened to it.
0: It's the songs are, you know, obviously there's to me there's a few that I like more than the others, but there's like, I kept listening to this and usually when I listen to the album the night before and try to put the songs in order from one to nine or whatever, like this one, I'll say, okay, this is easily my number nine. This is easily my number one. And then, but I was like, I'd be listening. And I'd be like, God dang, what do, what do I do with this one? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, Man, I really like this one. And it was easy. I will say it was easy for me to pick my, my number nine. And you'll totally understand why when I say why, well, but I do like the song too, so mm. so uh we will get started here going uh, track by track and as usual I don't know if this is gonna be a, a good way to do it this week or not, Matthew, but as usual I'm gonna have Kirsty start us out. Yeah. So Kirsty, okay. rock and roll damnation, Kirsty.
1: Well, I already knew this one pretty well, Um, and it's on the Iron Man 2 soundtrack and all sorts, so yeah, this is a a great opener, it's really fun, and I feel like we should be on the beers for this album review, because there's a real party feel about this, Oh yeah, especially with the clapping along, I love the tone of the first guitar notes, really just sounds like the 70s, and there's an awesome delivery of the lyrics, especially when he says, oh, it's hard life, I like the chorus. I like the really relaxed backing vocals. It's got no real solo, but it's still the ultimate rock and roll song. And I'd much rather hear this than most of the ACDC hits I hear on the radio. So this is a really good start.
0: Well, they say that this song was added because the record label said there was no single on the album. So then they recorded this one extra and included like the hand claps and stuff that you mentioned. Specifically, they did that specifically for the record label, which I thought that's pretty surprising that ACDC, uh, catered to a record label in any way, but good call. Good call there though. So what about you, Matthew?
2: Well, baby, that's tough. I like this song. So like I was saying, I'd never heard, I'd probably heard of the titles and all, and maybe I've heard some of these live and just didn't realize what they were at the time, you know, back in the day. Um, but this is one of the tracks I couldn't get out of my head after I'd listened to it. But when I first heard, it, I was like, Oh, this reminds me of have a drink on me, you know, which will come from the next album. Just that real basic little start, like a mini riff or, you know, a tone or a couple of notes, whatever it was. I don't know. It just made me think of that. And then, but the riff itself, the main riff it's it's repetitive and it's simple, but like what I found, a lot of this is very simple uh, and it can be repetitive throughout the album, but it all works well. It doesn't overstay its welcome or anything like that. Uh, and I really like the guitar tones in this as well. And Bond comes in, and Bond's just Bond.
3: Oh,
2: you can hear he's got attitude uh, in his voice. He is not just a generic singer, he's very unique. And I'm not actually, I don't even know if singer's is the right word for him. Because, so I was thinking about this during the week. Dave Mustaine, this is something you had mentioned as well. Yeah. He's not a singer. He would say he's a vocalist. And I think the same way of Ozzy Osbourne, he's not a singer, he's a vocalist. Ooh. And I think of Bond in the same sort of vein. But Bond's very unique. But I think he's awesome at what he does. Um, he's very work. He's got working class He's got a working-class swagger about him. The way he comes across, that I just really like. Uh, bass lines in this, they just kind of pump along. There's nothing out of the ordinary from Cliff Williams, and this is very acdc like
3: Yeah,
2: it's got a, a cool, catchy chorus, and I think the chorus is a real earworm. This is one of the things I just couldn't get it out of my head. But oh, I, I really like that Bond's upper register is something that I like when he gets into. You know, he he, um, he just steps it up a level. It's This is also basic, but it's also good. And that was kind of, it. yeah, It's one of the running themes I had through most of these tracks is all the same, but this is a, I think it's a great opener.
0: Well, I, I, and I will disagree with one point because there is a song. The singer. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Because there's a song where the, the chorus of the song that Bond wrote the lyrics for is exactly gonna be a rock and roll singer, gonna mm-hmm. be a rock and roll star. So he, I definitely think he's a singer. It's just he's not maybe what you would you know what. Some he's people not a would,
2: traditional. Yeah,
0: he's not. It? He's not like a Bruce Dickinson or a Rob Halford where you know they're bellowing out these big or like maybe a Joe Belladonna you know from Anthrax where they're just you know bellowing out and stuff. He, he's I yeah. Feel I, like, I feel like what I it, and I don't mean it in a negative way. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he did. I just, but I definitely I thought that was funny because when you said that, I don't think he's a singer. I'm like, gonna be your rock and roll singer. Well, I think he thinks he is. Well, <laughs> yeah. it worked. Yeah. But I think, you know, the, the thing that's cool about ACDC is they're this rock and roll band and they don't have too much distortion. They have just enough distortion, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's one of the things they said. They said they would. Have their distortion set to just the, like just the right level, whereas like it's not like where a lot of these bands just turn the gain all the way up on an amp. And um, I think you've both kind of said everything there is to say about this song. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, I, I do I do like the um, I do like a lot of the lyrics. You know, because he's I, I want to say he said he was a trash can poet. I can't find the quote, but I like the lyrics. You know, they say you play too loud. Well, baby, that's tough. They say that you got too much, I can't get enough. They tell you that you look a fool, and baby, I'm a fool for you. <laughs> I just, I like, he's he's just a clever lyricist, and there's, there's one part where he's singing in the song, and he says, uh, he goes into the chorus, like, straight from the verse. He goes, Oh, I've been waiting all night for a bit of mm. what you got. And it's a rock and roll. Damn. It's so cool. It's, I love uh, his delivery of that line. Yes. Cause, cause he, it's like, he's, he starts it just early enough to make it all work. And, and you talked about his high register. Oh, like that's he, awesome. Man. His high register. He's like, he's almost always singing in it. Uh-huh. You know, like there's obviously there's bits where he's singing lower, you know, a little later on the album. but man, there's a couple of songs in here where I'm listening to it and I'm like, it just, it's hitting me. Like, Holy crap! This would have been a a beast to sing live, because it's way up there, and and it's got it's got a he's got a powerful voice. Like he's not just like like you said, he's not like he's you know going oh like a like a big bellowing thing. Like he's like I don't want to say barking it out. Oh, that's that's interesting that you've used that term. But that's you a go good on. word for it. But in a word, like- yeah. But it fits. But man, it, like I said musically the song is is, it's cool the lyrics you know it's the bond's lyrics are always clever and fun you know something that gets lost after uh, maybe back in black because you know there's a big rumor that bond wrote the lyrics for back in black as well uh most of it but this is just a nice easy rocker and like i said uh um, oh there's another line in the song that i do like he says uh, he says take a chance while you still got a choice
3: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: a line that you can almost uh live by, you know, because at a certain point you are had a lot you had chances, yeah, yeah, so I mean and 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 I guess as long as we're as long as we're breathing, we still have a choice, right <laughs> so and he he lost that way too early, so uh yeah i I really like this song a lot it's 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 a like Kirsty said it's a really it's a good opener, so
2: well, I think this is the best track on the album, so far,
0: yeah, I'll agree with you. <laughs>
1: I think it's hard to disagree That's with. That's a very that. good point.
0: Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there, Matt. So, uh, track number two is uh, Would y'all like me to play like play part of the song before we chat uh, about him? Or,
2: do you uh, know what? You should play that little line that you were talking about just so that if anyone hasn't heard it, you
0: can hear how good he is in that line. I'll, I'll have to find it. Let me uh, give me a sec. Let me have a little intermission here. Y'all talk amongst yourselves about ACDC. I'll find it. I'll find it. Oh, hold on. That's another one. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the line. It's just like this line. He sings here. I love it.
4: That's so awesome.
0: So That's, that's, that's basically what he's doing on that, uh, on the, that, uh, I've been waiting all out for a bit of what you got. He sings it the same exact way as that. Living on the streets, you got to practice what you preach. Oh man, it's,
2: there's so much energy in his delivery. I know. His delivery,
3: I know. his
0: delivery of these lines is so important to all these tracks. Oh, I think. I know. Think. I know. I know. So, so here I'll play a bit of a. Well, down payment blues is a hard one to to play just to start, but it starts off with this little riff here, and um, the hi hat comes in. The bass line comes in. And once it kicks in, man,
3: mm,
0: mm. let's hear a little bit here. what do you think of down payment blues
1: yeah well, uh, I hear this song um you're always quoting lyrics <laughs> from this one at me, and I'm sure you'll be doing some more very soon i will uh, they're they're just amazing relatable lyrics
3: mm-hmm. and
1: I know your favorite one that I really like too, is I know I ain't doing much, doing nothing means a lot to me that's right <laughs> but yeah um but the, the, the delivery of the lyrics, again, is just incredible. You know he's lived this.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's obviously, you know, you're not making much money when you're starting out. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's not been very good with it because he's, he's got himself a cat and a Cadillac <laughs> he can't afford gas for. Um, you can always really hear his personality coming through.
3: Yeah.
1: I love the intro of this. Um, the riff barely changes throughout, but yeah. it really carries the story. I mean it does change up a little but it's solid the whole song it kind of builds in intensity signifying that the situation's getting worse and <laughs> um, a few yeah. time changes it keeps it really interesting and that solo is so good and um i really love the. it's got a slow bluesy ending so yeah finally um, living up to its name of down payment blues just fades out just a bit-
0: Oh man, you you said it really well. I mean, there there is definitely that tension that builds. So, um, what about you, Matthew?
2: So that little intro that you played the bass line, like Kirsty was saying, where it escalates and it kind of builds. It reminds you of uh, "Can I Sit Next to You, Girl?" In a way where that you know builds the same sort of way. It, like Kirsty said, you know, it's another simple repetitive riff, but again, it doesn't get old. It just drives and drives throughout the song. Um, but we talk about Bond being a, but you call him a trash can poet.
3: Yeah.
2: And some, some of the lines, like I got myself a Cadillac, but I can't afford the gasoline. Like it all, it all resonates. Uh Something you can't He's a 50 cent millionaire. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs)
2: Like it's, um, it's so good to say trash can poet. Uh, it's just a cool song. Angus is really good in this too. And one thing, everyone can appreciate how good angus is but listening to this album i was like as well known as he is he still seems to come across as underrated i don't hear enough of how well that he really plays and this whole song's just cool it's one of these things where i like the contrast from the soft guitar mm-hmm. and then you get the rawness of them just you know kind of rocking out oh, yeah. and it's it's just tight right down to the end of this where it just fades away you know kind of bluesily but bond i think bond's the standout in this and yeah there's more to say on on bond coming up but it's just i can't put it any other way this is just a cool song i'd never heard it before i have heard you quoting this that and the other yeah previously but i really like the lyrics to this and um no it's good i
0: for me this song uh I never heard it before until I heard a band that I listened to cover it, a band called dirty looks. And I probably will put that their recording of the song at the very end um, of the episode. But yeah, the, the lyrics, I always, I always love that, uh, you know, Kurt Kirstie uh, quoted and said the, the, the line that, uh, I love to quote the most, you know. I know I ain't doing much, but doing nothing means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many, you know, I like okay, like whenever Bond sings the line, Down familiar blues, <laughs> just his his voice just gets like he's almost just real gritty when he does it. Like really gets down and sings that part. Um, you know, there's a, there's funny lines in here. Um you know, this this is one that Matt will probably like. Uh sitting in my Cadillac listening <laughs> to my radio. Susie, baby, get on in. Tell me where she wants to go. I'm mm-hmm. living in a nightmare. She's looking like a wet dream. I got myself a Cadillac, but I can't afford the gasoline.
2: <laughs> it's so good.
0: I got holes in my shoes. I'm way over. I, I like it. You know, Uh. you know, get myself a steady job. Some responsibility. Can't even feed my cat on social security. Hiding from the. I like the part where he's like hiding from the rent, man. Oh, it makes me want to cry. Sheriff knocking on my door, and I love the way he sings that next line. Ain't it funny how the time flies by? And then sitting on my sailing boat, sipping on my champagne, Susie, baby, all at sea. Oh, I won't say this. Says she wants. Say she wants to come again. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, the- maybe, He's talking about on the boat. He wants to go. She wants to get on the boat again. Yeah, but what Feeling, they do? Wait, so- wait, wait, wait. Feeling like a paper cup floating down a storm drain. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> got, incredible Got myself a sailing boat But I can't afford a drop of rain That's so yeah. Those are so clever And oh, That's that's something that ACDC Drastically misses Ever since he's gone Sorry This song's say, amazing I love it
2: But this is what they do so well It's not that they don't sing about things That other bands don't also sing about It's the way they lyricize Yeah they sing about like you think you know kids sing about you know sex or girls or whatever
0: and acdc can do that but in a very tongue-in-cheek kind of way they could because fast forward a few years and it's deep in deep in, deep in the hole back in this period
2: of time yes and they're head and shoulders above the rest of what was going on i think
0: yeah they losing yeah losing him was a Was living in a nightmare for them. It had to be because you
2: just, you just left with the trash can. The poet's gone.
0: Yep. Yep. You know, and I like ACDC. I like a lot of their stuff after that. But yeah, the, you lose this, this wit, the witty poet, mm-hmm. poetness of the entendre, dirty lyrics and stuff. So
2: the cleverness. So, yes. Is, there's, yeah. Is it's gone.
0: All, it's literally all, a bond. I hate to, I, I hate to, I mean, I don't hate to say it, but Brian Johnson is just. Not a lyric writer, the way, and neither are the young. You know, were the young brothers? They didn't write lyrics. You had a
2: cheekiness, yes,
0: and the cheekiness is is gone and replaced.
2: No, I don't want to say crude because it's not really the right word, but it's more in that vein. But you just use that cheeky.
0: It's crude, but it's done in a way that you have to figure it out. Yeah, Um, most of it. You know, every now and then there's a little bit there. So anyway, how was in my shoes? Yes, yes. (laughs) Kirsty, what do you think of? Well, here, let me let me do uh, just the very the intro to Bullet. About give me a Bullet. That's mm. <laughs> so good. It just it makes me smile. two yeah. to of this, that riff right there. What do you think of "Give Me a Bullet"?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's really steady. It's got that nice steady drum and bass beat, and it's super tight. Um, it's a seemingly straightforward riff, and there's no solo. Um, it's got really great vocals. I really like the chorus, and mm. the um, walking bass line under the chorus is pretty cool. Mm. It's a fun song. I I started to wonder on this one whether I'll ha- I'm going to have much to say about these songs because they're kind of It's kind of quite simple, but, um, you know, and I can't really get across how much I really enjoyed hearing it. Like Matt said, it makes, makes you smile when you hear it.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Matthew.
2: The simple things in life are often the best. And I ripped that off from a Kellogg's commercial when I was living (laughs) back at home in Australia. It's the truth though. That's what ACDC is on this. It's all simplicity, Yeah, but it's all done so well. And it, you know, it's like rinse, watch, repeat, but it works. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like that little stomping rhythm that you played there at the start. Those oh, little, those little, whoa! Wow! I knew it was coming up, and it's funny that you did it exactly when I was going to do it at the same time he did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, another three-quarter pace kind of, that stomping riff. And I, I like the bass line in this. It's a little different. It's not just stuck in a root note like a lot of ACDC tracks can kind of be. Another catchy chorus in this. And it's interesting that you used the word bark before for Bon, because that was one of the things I had noted here for this, that there's another catchy chorus and Bon's wailing and barks are great.
3: Yes.
2: And this sounds like it could have been a single. Now, I don't know what, apart from Sin City, that's the only track I knew after mm-hmm. of this. So I don't know what was a single and what wasn't. Because
0: um, did you say that
2: Rock and Roll Damnation
0: was? The, they, Yeah, they added it for the record label specifically for that reason. Gotcha.
2: Cuz to me this sounded like it's just straight ahead pure rock
0: that could have been a single. It could have been, yeah. Yeah, it sounds very accessible.
3: Yeah.
2: And so this is one where I noticed the drumming on this track it's just solid timekeeping. Yes. But it's in a good way. Like there's so much what I say simplicity that less is more and the the drumming on this album, this tracks is another one of those things. And I don't know how many times I listened to this during the week. It had to be at least a dozen because there was times where I listened just on repeat three, four mm-hmm. five times a day. And it wasn't until I listened to this again last night and I liked this song.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I didn't realize there was no solo in this and I had to go back and I was queuing through. And I was like, where's the solo? Where's the solo? And it doesn't need it. I just, hadn't realized that there wasn't one that's how good this song is i think um it wasn't missing anything and if anything you get some extra attention on bond and to me that's a good thing but no this is this is a, another great track like Kirsty was saying like we kind of touched on it's very formulaic this album yeah it's all simple it's
0: repetitive it's just what they do yeah and they do it so well.
2: And yeah, this is another, another good track. Really, really enjoyed this one.
0: Yeah. I think so far, every song has like a really good groove, you know, it's like, dum, 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 dum. it's just, and like you said, the drums, the, the choruses on the song is great. The melodies in the song are great. And the song just kind of gets bigger as it goes. They kind of have a way of doing that. the are building the songs up just su- subtly as it's going along. Uh, it could be me, but, um, I'm, no, I think you're right. I'm going to go through some of these lyrics because Kirsty gives like the best summation of the songs. Uh, so I, I like to touch on these lyrics. I, there's These are so like they're just subtle, but they're really it's telling a story. She had the word, had the way, the way of letting me know. She knew the game called the play. Oh, she <laughs> hit me low. She said, now you go your way. I'll go mine. And that's a start. Doctor, doctor, ain't no cure for the pain in my heart. <laughs> and then give me a bullet to bite on, something to chew. Give me a bullet to bite on, and I'll make believe. I'll make, I'll believe, make believe it's, believe you. it's <laughs> you. This is so good Yeah, the way he delivers that. <laughs> yeah. Don't need no drink. Don't need no drug. Don't need no sympathy. Sooner or later, send me a bill for what she's doing to me. Operator, long distance lips on this telephone. Come tomorrow, come to grips. With me all alone, <laughs> this the, it's it's like it's just a it's a it's a odd way of telling, like a uh, what is that just a, a breakup story, mm-hmm. and you there's so many crappy ways you could tell that that he it's a very clever way he's told it. It's and,
2: exactly it's it's what he does it's the way he does it that sets it apart. Well,
0: and and just let me play like listen how high his voice is when he starts singing here. When he starts singing, ah, it's a oh, swagger event. But let's not highest voices though. Like she, he, like he's up there. Like I mean, he he starts a little lower and gets higher, but that 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 takes some power to mm-hmm. push that to push that out. And man, he. He knocks it out of the park, man. Okay, so uh, track number four is called Riff Raff. So I'm going to play, just play this till it kicks in.
2: I'm curious to hear your take on this.
0: I think it's cool how this happens here, and then there's one little bit later in the song where they throw that in. Takes it. You hear that? Hear the building. Mm-hmm. This album is only like thirty-nine minutes long, too. Yeah. So it's easy to it's easy to get a full listen. Okay, here we go.
2: you like this riff
0: i like the riff and the pace but what i like even better than this riff is this next riff that comes in that right there oh that uh-huh. gives it that change i think it's hot time to so you god dang it's like i i think i wrote down on this one i i, I stole a quote from you matt i think i said if, this, if you're not moving on this one, then you probably don't have a pulse.
2: <laughs> that that little riff, you said you like that. That's like a come-to-Jesus
0: moment there for me. Well, yeah. I, I mean, the, the riff is – that's okay. But when you go with that – yeah, Oh, man. That's what it's – yes, yeah, exactly. That's a good – yeah.
2: Because so I didn't know if you – I was curious because you tell me you don't like the rockabilly kind of uh, riffs,
0: and that's what this reminds me sometimes of. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't, but there's, a, there's some stuff – like certain songs about ACDC that are if they're too fast, I won't get into them. Yeah. Like like there's there's something on um what's the one on uh, Highway to Hell that's so fast? Um, mm-hmm. um, um hold on. Um Highway to Hell, uh that I don't like uh beating around the bush. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like that I like-, I like it, but I don't like it like I don't like it as much nearly like I like this. So let's 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 let Kirsty say what she thinks so we can get to it. <laughs> Kirsty. <laughs>
1: Okay, so this one's um this one's quite different, isn't it? It's it's got that boogie riff, yeah, and it's got a really fast tempo. And it's got it's got like it's got two intros, really, yeah. And the verse doesn't kick in for nearly two minutes, which seems really long for them. Yeah, I'm kind of not super excited about the vocal melody, but um obviously the delivery is great. I uh, really like what the guitar does at the end of each line, and. Yeah, I, I just especially like the vocals, especially when he goes ha 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 in the chorus. And also, this one's got a super long guitar solo, uh, which I really enjoyed. And I bet this song would be been absolutely awesome live to have oh, seen man. at this time. Yeah. Uh, the outro is pretty cool too, because there's a throwback to the intro, but not a copy of it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that'd be a fun song. Yeah, you're right. You would want to probably dance to this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Matthew. Yeah, can't sit still to this one. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I was curious what you would think because of that Rockabilly-like riff. Yeah. Uh, but I really like it. But like I said, where he goes, where they transition mm-hmm. to that, that third part, yeah, like I said, come to Jesus moment right there for me. I love that. Yeah. And Bon, Bon, Bon is just Bon. I, the more I hear this, oh, I mean, I like Bon before, but it just goes up another level. And like Kirsty was talking about, that middle instrumental part of that it kind of reminds you of a whole lot of rosie mm-hmm. or let there be rock and they can just jam this right out i love it it's just full steam ahead yeah it's just raw, kind of bare bones dirty rock is what i thought about that uh but i had a note here that know, after the musical section bond comes back and he's just barking and spitting out the lyrics and i love it that riff, riff it's just so simple that. So simple and so good. It's just Oh, I get I got goosebumps. I was listening to this, so I'd I'd been out and I was oh. thinking that if anyone saw some clown driving north up I-35 <laughs> yesterday smiling and blasting <laughs> this track out on the highway, there's a pretty good chance that was me you saw. Yeah,
0: maybe I was, maybe I was you I saw.
2: Man, I was going off to listen to the car yesterday afternoon and uh, <laughs> That's good to hear. This track is awesome, yeah. This is a uh, this is everything I'd want from ACDC. Yeah. It's yeah. just Adrenaline rock,
0: yeah, yeah. I I love um, that. I love like after that first chorus when he says, you know, because he screams it out. Riff,
4: riff, always so good. good for a laugh.
0: And I like it when he goes, ha ha ha. <laughs> I love that. But wait, I, I, I think I have it queued up close to when he starts singing. And listen to how high he is in this. Oh wait. And we'll hear the chorus real quick too. Mm.
4: Golly.
2: This is
0: just awesome rock. God, it's so good. It's a, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it kind of starts out, but when it kicks in and then, and, and, and I mean, when you say that song kicks in, I mean, this song kicks in,
2: you know, there's so much energy in it. Yes.
0: And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm sitting there on the couch last night trying to type my notes, and my whole body's just moving along. Just... You, you know what? Yeah, if you're not moving, you're dead. Exactly, exactly, uh, exactly, Kirsty. So, um,
1: what? Why did you say that like I, that to me? I just did.
0: <laughs> you know, because I like to say people's names, right, Matt? Okay, <laughs> apparently. Uh, but um, you know, there's like like you said, there's a good long guitar solo. Kirsty said that it's it's the. You know, and like I said, one song doesn't have a guitar solo and then like, well, we'll make up for it in the next one. So, But, you know, the, the song, the twists and the turns that it takes everywhere. Um, it's very satisfying to hear this song, man. You just you can't get enough of it. It's like the, the you don't want it to end. And I will say one thing I noticed about ACDC is and really about a lot of bands. I like guitar solos. Like really good. Like you hear an Adrian Smith solo. I really enjoy them. I really enjoy certain solos, but I really like listening to rhythm guitar almost more than listening to the solos sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to ACDC, I know very few solos. I'm I'm you know air guitaring with Malcolm mm-hmm. the whole time. He he's like a superstar. You know he just his playing makes these songs. Other than Bond, you know, and mm-hmm. the whole band does it. But I mean, oh. And yeah, I mean, Matt said it earlier. It, it's what what a loss Bond was. It's 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 almost um, not not that they're really similar, but personality wise, and yeah, you know, great lyrics wise. Uh, the lead singer of uh, Leonard Skinnerd, uh, Ronnie Van Zant, similar to Bond. They both had a lot of attitude. They both wrote really good lyrics, and they were both pretty much irreplaceable. Uh, I, I love this line in this song where he's like. You know, because he's, he's just barking it out so high. I
4: never shot nobody. Don't even carry a gun.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Because we can romanticize,
2: you know, people that you've lost and you elevate them. And Sure, sure. Sometimes you talk about them a whole lot more highly, not than what they deserve, but maybe, you know, maybe what they deserve. But I think in this case that this really is yeah, just
0: a big void with him going... Uh huh. Uh huh. He says, "I'm the kind of guy that keeps my big mouth shut." The <laughs> way he sings, how fast that lyric is. <clears throat> now I'm the kind of guy that keeps my big mouth shut. I'm not the kind of guy. That I'm, this is actually a Bon Scott quote. This is not a Uncle Steve quote. Uh, it doesn't bother me because it does bother me to keep my big mouth shut. Uh, somebody kicking me when I'm lit up leaves me in misery. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. <clears throat> and it's funny too because I, there's a song um where uh, uh Ronnie Van Zant in a Leonard Skinner song where he talks about he doesn't even own a gun either so it's kind of funny that they both mention that um I was listening to a lot of Leonard Skinner this past week so uh but yeah it, it's a great song I mean it's just it's just one of them songs that even if you didn't even if the music, the lyrics weren't anything good the song is just a lot of fun to you know I don't like rock <clears throat> rockabilly when it's done by wasp you know.
2: Do you know what? That's
0: that's exactly what I was thinking I know of. when you mentioned right. that, I thought that's what he's gotta be talking about. It's, you know, different it, it, it suits people. Well
1: different bands do it.
0: Yeah. You know like Kiss Some has do one song. Better than others. Kiss has a song called Let Me Go Rock and Roll, which is what I call their Chuck Berry song. And I don't oh, like, I like, it. like that. I don't like You don't it. No, I don't. Oh,
3: I don't wanna hear do Kiss
0: like doing it. Rockabilly, I don't wanna hear Wasp doing rockabilly. A C D C doing it with Bon Scott on the vocals, that fits. <laughs> so so, uh, next song we got here, uh, is the only song that Matt had ever heard off this album, Sin City.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Heard Bruce do this? Unfortunately, yes. Uh Kirsty, what do you think about Sin City?
1: When I started to listen to this to take notes, I thought, oh, it starts like rock and roll damnation. Ooh. And I'm thinking, oh, quite a lot of these songs sound a bit the same. What am I gonna say about this? And then he comes in and sings diamonds, and that is just so cool. Uh-huh. And after the first couple of minutes, I'm taking it back. It changes up big time And um, from the uh, very chaotic solo. After that, there's like this really cool bass run. And the atmosphere really changes. And the vocals are really different. Like, he's creating this creepy atmosphere. The way he sings that Ladders and Snakes yeah. section. Yeah. So it's just a fantastic performance. And um, I really enjoy the outro as well. So, yeah, it turned out to be quite a lot different to what i was expecting i did kind of know the song already but i hadn't really considered it before but yeah it's it's incredible song
2: perfect matthew i concur with what had basically said I, i don't know if i could add anything to that uh yeah it was the only track that i'd probably heard before and yeah i like it and i've heard plenty of covers of this you know by different bands and all but as far as this track itself, one of the things I did like in this just was the the drums. I think the drums stand out really well in this. Yeah, you know, Angus, I like Angus's solo in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really pretty much it. It's just a, a really cool song, and again, Bond's delivery is one of the things that makes this track for me. I think Bond's just so on every track, he's just so important. But you know, here it is again, and it's rinse wash repeat like we said on all the other this i've read things about how this album is maybe not coherent or that it's a bit mixed but i don't really find that at all i just think i think it's very very even um but no i like this track it's good
0: yeah it's a description of las vegas you know yeah i mean diamonds and dust poor man last rich man first Lamborghinis, caviar, dry martinis, Shangri La, you know. I mean, it, it's. I think um, the best part of this song. Well, one of the. I, I prefer the pre-chorus to the verses because you know when he's like, "I got a burning feeling," mm-hmm. you know, because the music kind of builds up, like goes up a notch. You know, I'm yearning, but I'm gonna set it free, uh, and then the chorus it's a little bit of a drop down for me, you know, it's, it's a, uh, but then, you know, when they come back into that, you know, like what Kirsty mentioned ladders, ladders and snakes, ladders, give snakes, take Uh rich man, poor man, beggar, man, thief. You ain't got a hope in hell. That's my belief. And fingers, Freddie diamond Jim. Yeah. They're getting ready. Look out. I'm coming in. <laughs> so spin the wheel, cut the pack and roll them loaded dice. Bring on the dancing girls and the, and put the champagne the on the champagne. That, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And the, the delivery during that part is really, you know, like I said, I like that. And um, if I was having to rank songs at this moment, uh, this would probably be my lowest ranked song at this moment. In well, at this moment, that's telling. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's uh because I mean you know and especially after I mean with 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 what we've just you know what we just heard. You know, we just heard uh, a little Riffraff? Mm, down payment blues. Um, <laughs> Give me a bullet. Um, yeah, I think especially this is. It's, I think it'd be hard to follow up riff raff, no matter what song you are on the album. So, but I do like. Do you it. know how? Do you know how well this did? Because this is like a. It seems to be like a cult album, from what I. I don't know. Heard. I don't know, but I know it's. Uh, it, when I talk to people. It always seems like if you say, What's your favorite ACDC album? This is like the the one that people are get. like. If I, I remember asking Jesse, and Jesse like, I said, Yeah, my favorite is Power Age. And he's just like, Oh, yeah, it's my favorite too. <laughs> it's like immediately no. Uh, it's like the
1: one that all the the big fans like best, maybe. Like ACDC. This um, Eddie Van Halen's favorite album.
0: Uh, I could be saying something. So the next track is one that Matt might be familiar with that he's heard off, heard before. It goes like this. You might remember a certain female reviewing this song on my podcast once. Maggie, sorry. (laughs) This is exactly what your wife wants to hear a love song that says. (laughs) This is so good. Oh, man, so good. What do you think of what's next to the moon?
1: That's um, a really cool opening riff tone there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty dark theme, hey? Yeah, just a little. I love the uh, the chorus, the change in the rhythm under the chorus. Uh, the chorus is really fun. You would not know what this song was about just from the chorus alone. Uh-huh. The stops and starts are really cool in it. Um, a really fun solo with all those dive bombs. Yeah. And I love it. It really gets going towards the end after he says "spots next to the moon and the guitar goes really crazy until the fade out. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Pretty good song, hey?
0: Matthew?
2: <laughs> I didn't really have much to, to put about this. I just thought there's more common traits running through this, like the contrast, there's, yeah. the soft tones to where they kind of rock out. You know, it, it's all repetitive, but it's still working. So if it's not broken, don't fix it. But it's your love. I don't, His delivery. Do you know, I I, I didn't write very much. I I just thought he's reined in a lot of the brashness and borediness that he had kind of displayed in some of the earlier tracks. But I put a note here. I think I'm developing a a man crush on Bon. Oh,
0: man. (laughs) On Bon at
2: this point. (laughs) Because how can you not? He is so good.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. Uh, He's amazing. Yeah. His delivery
2: in this. Man, I love Bon.
0: Well, listen Uh, to these lyrics. Listen to these lyrics. I just... Well, I tied my baby to the railroad track, cannonball down the line, giving that woman just one more chance to give it to me one more time. Yeah. And I always, I've always, i always loved this line because of the second part of it. Engineer wishing he was home in bed, dreaming about Casey Jones.
2: Who is Casey Jones?
0: I don't He's know. I just guy. like the name. I like that he throws yeah. like some name in there. It's probably a character from something. Um, let's see here and but i i you know i love the the chorus part, you know it's your love that I want, it's your love that i need and 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 a c d c does gang vocals correctly uh-huh not all bands yes. can pull that off, but they pull it <laughs> off very well. I won't name any names or any fears of the darks, but um
1: no chains, they know who they are,
0: yeah, yeah. But it's, just, uh, it's your love, it's- heavenly body flying across the sky, and Superman was out of town. Come on, honey, got to change your tune because it's a long way down. Clark Kent looking for a free ride. You know who that is, right, Matt? Clark. Yep, yeah. Clark Kent looking for a free ride, thinking about Lois Lane. <laughs> what a great line that is. It hasn't finished yet. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a suicide, and that'd be a shame. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Then um and I love the way the next set of verses goes because it's like it's almost like he's doubled or either that or like Malcolm is singing with him. Yeah. Long arm looking for a fingerprint, trying to find a mystery clue, hitting me with a third degree, working on a thumbscrew. And I love this line too. All right officer, I confess. Everything's coming back. I didn't mean to hurt that woman of mine. It was And it's a very clever line too. It was a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, that's that's. Um, I love that song I love, that, song.
2: love. that line, it just yeah. sticks with me The way he delivers that
0: Matt's thinking about Bond It's
4: your love that I'm that... going <laughs> oh,
2: I think Bond might be my main crush
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah So uh, the next song Gone and starts like this Would you guys call that Like a simple blues beat this is yeah I think,
2: yeah
4: it's like a sexy
2: little start this summer. yeah
0: Shooting, what do you
1: think? Well, I didn't really have too much to say about this one because it's quite a simple song. Yeah, it's good, but not too much happens. I like the mix of happy music and dark lyrics. Yeah. And this one, well, like all of them, it's really poetic. Um, I particularly liked I Stirred My Coffee with the Same Spoon, you had favourite (laughs) tune. Um it's got a it's got a fake ending. I was kind of ready for it to end. yeah. Then it started again and faded out. Yeah. Yeah, not too much to say. Not that I didn't like it. Just that it was pretty simple.
2: Okay. Matthew? Yeah, I like the intro there. I think it's, it sounds, to me, it sounds almost sexy. ACDC sounding sexy. Yeah. It's just a stripped back, you know, just bare rock riff. Uh, it's almost like easy listening in a way.
0: Compared to yeah. yeah, compared to what we've heard. they so the
2: yeah, you know, they're just strumming away and, and Bond tells a story, but the lyrics, like Kirsty said, God, they're dark. And that line that you picked out about him stirring with the same spoon, like I didn't re- I didn't look at any of these lyrics until last night. I had to go through these a couple of times. I was like, oh, this is telling a bit of a story here. What what's your take on this, Kirsty? Or do you remember? the lyrics to this uh, because i had one idea and i didn't know if i was right or not i'm assuming i am but what was your even you steve
1: did i have a take i don't really remember what they all were now i just remember picking that one out and going wow that's really impressive
2: (laughs) do you recall the lyrics of this steve are you checking Um, through those now
1: oh he will know
0: i'm i don't know him. i'm reading them i'm reading them all as we go uh here i can read them really quickly and y'all can feel the pressure rise hear the whistle blow bought a ticket of her own accord to I dunno pack your heart in a traveling bag and never said bye bye something missing in the neighborhood of her crying eyes I stirred my coffee with the same spoon uh knew her favorite tune gone it almost sounds to me like someone's shooting up
2: yeah that's that's what I took away from it because it was like I was listening to this and I must've just heard that line isolated by itself. Yeah. Um, you know, stirring with the same spoon. I was like, hang on a sec. What is this about? So I went check checked the lyrics out and I was like, oh, okay. And then I started seeing all these references, you know, stirred my coffee with the same spoon that she's wrapped, rapp- wrapped herself.
0: Yeah. She took another know. pill. She was running an overdrive, a victim of overkill. She never yeah. made it past the bedroom door. What she, she never... was aiming for gone shooting. My yeah. baby's gone shooting. Gone shooting could be uh, two different meanings too. My well, baby's my baby's gone, and then, and then she's shoot. gone,
2: and that's the method that she's
0: gone like, Yeah, shooting. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's a double on a double meaning. So yeah, because I was uh, like,
2: oh, gone shooting, like she's out in the woods or out in the sticks. And then gone I was like, oh, shooting,
0: can. she can hurt someone. Gone shooting, yeah, she sure is loaded.
2: Yeah, exactly. So gone got, shooting,
0: she's princess. gone, 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 gone. She's gone. Gone Yeah,
1: so so two mi- two meetings
0: there. Yeah, yeah. So I think the lyrics are done really well.
2: Oh, because yeah. Because if you don't if you don't look, you know, at one level I was like, oh, she's gone shooting. Okay, go, what is she doing? Blah blah blah. And then I started reading them. I was like, oh, this is really deep and really dark. And you know, and I can appreciate the lyrics in this how well they're done, mm-hmm. you know, telling the story. But I really like the song. Okay. And because there's just so much more to it than what I first thought. I liked it at first, and once I read the lyrics. And the way they put together yeah uh it took it to a new level for me you appreciate it's, it more yeah and an acdc song that made me think it's not just <laughs> tongue in, not just tongue-in-cheek cheekiness or anything there's a you know there's another level to them it was good
0: yeah yeah well for for me uh, gone shooting it's it's like i said It's just more subdued bluesy simple riffs and you know like when I'm listening to this is where I'm thinking about Phil Rudd and how he just holds the songs together, plays <laughs> everything perfectly, just what's needed. Never too much, never too much. Like there's, they said there was a, t- they were recording with somebody in the studio and the guy started telling him he needed to do a, uh, do more drum fills. And he just said, Mm-mm. no, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> he, he just said, no, I don't, Good that's done. not how I play. And, and, you know, he knows he knows perfectly what ACDC needs. You listen to the albums without him, and you can hear the difference. You can hear that there's a little bit more going on. You know, but when he does it, he he does and he but he doesn't do it because he can't do it. He does it because he doesn't need to do it, which is a, a huge huge difference in that. And I really respect that. Um, um there's a and there's a there's a nice scream that he does toward the end of the song. When he's like, ah, I'm gun, shoot in, something like that. It's, it reminds me of the way he screams at the end of the song, High Voltage, you know, mm. like that really like just almost like a scared to death scream kind of thing. But I I, I like the song. It's, it's not, I, I'm more into the upper paced songs on this album because there's so many good ones that are upper paced. So I kind of dig those more, but you, you can't, you have to appreciate the lyrics though, too. So. And it gives you a chance to, it's a bit of a breath. That's a little breather, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good place to have it in the album.
0: Yeah. So track number eight is called Up To My Neck In You, and it starts like this. Kirstie is usually up to her neck in us, Matthew. So what do, <laughs> what do you think of Up to My Neck in you, though, Kirsty?
1: Yeah, another rock and roll riff. Uh, there's a lot more energy in this one. The vocal's more exciting here than the last song. Um, really fun lyrics, which I think we'll probably get to when you're talking about it, Steve. <laughs> um, this is the second song, though, to mention death on a railroad, railroad track on this one hmm. short album. Hmm. Um, and it was a really... Rock- Rock and roll solo. It was very nice and long. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, this is a bit of a bop. Good tune.
2: (laughs) Matthew? Not an unskinny bop.
1: Bop is um, a phrase Uh, that my teenager uses a lot, so I think it's cool to say it again, actually.
0: uh, Bop along to this.
1: Unless I'm doing it wrong.
0: So, no, this... Long as you're not bringing up poison songs. (laughs) I didn't mention that word. Um... Here we go again with Matt saying something and then acting like he didn't say something. Come on.
2: I just said it's not an unskinny buff. I didn't.
0: You knew exactly no more, no. what you were saying.
2: I wasn't putting anything down, so I don't know what you were picking up.
0: Uh, you were putting it all down, and I picked it all up and threw it back at you.
2: <laughs> You're a trash can poet, aren't you? I oh, will. Yes. Uh, no, so, yeah, the mad stomping riffs the back, and. Bond's back blurting lyrics with a vengeance, and it, I love it. So, this I don't know if this is the longest track on the album because, like we said, it's a short album. I know this one goes over four minutes mm-hmm. and it feels longer just because that musical midsection gets to play out a little longer. Um, you yeah, know, Bond's back up there with these high register howling and wailing, mm-hmm. and just that guitar riff in the background and the rhythm section is just relentless. And you know, another good solo. As usual, all the, I like all the solos on this, but this is just another stomping track for me. I like like it. It's good.
0: Yeah, the, the lyrics, I'll just go into the lyrics. I, I Musically, I love this song, um, but the lyrics, man, it's just, well, I've been up to my neck in trouble, up to my neck in strife, up to my neck in misery for most of my life. I've been a fool, and you know what a fool can do. I'm telling you, you came along when I needed you. Now I'm up. I'm up to my neck in you. And I've been up to my neck in pleasure, up to my neck in pain. I've been up to my neck on the railroad track, waiting for the train to cruise on through. Well, baby, my time is due. Oh, it's way overdue. You came along and you pulled me through, but now I'm up. I'm up to my neck in you. Well, I've been up to my neck in whiskey, up to my neck in wine. I've been up to my neck in wishing that this neck wasn't mine.
1: <laughs> that bit's incredible.
0: Yeah. And 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 got to mention that the way he's singing this is his voice his register is like so high. Yeah. The whole song. Like I was when I was listening to this last night, I'm just like in my mind I'm like holy crap listen to how high he's singing. Then you start realizing he sings almost every song like that. It's all energy. Just all yes. energy all the time. But yeah, it, it, you know um he says um wishing that this neck wasn't mine. I'm a loser. You weren't lost. Baby, you were too good to be true. (laughs) What you've got, no one else could do. And now I'm up, I'm up to my neck in you. So lyrically, it's just a it's a fun lyrical song. It's it's you know he's just kind of telling about his woes. That basically one one situation to the next, one to the next. Yeah, you know it almost kind of goes right along with down payment blues in a way. (laughs) You know it could be a sister song, but um, lyrically, I love this song. Um, It's just. Yeah, and Bond, you know the music's cool, but Bond, his delivery and his lyrics is what sells it for me. So, uh, another another killer killer song. So, um, the the last song on the album though is called "Kicked in the Teeth," and I'm just gonna say it's gonna be really hard to rank these songs until you hear this.
4: True face woman with your true face.
2: Ancient
3: bomb.
4: It's <laughs> over baby, I was your only one. Why you been running around town? What every mother said
0: And if it couldn't get any better than that it does
4: holy Mmm. <sighs>
0: Kicked in the teeth again. What do you think?
1: An incredible vocal intro. What a legend! Yes, it's incredible. Yeah, um, the stops and starts in this song add lots of tension. After that great build-up, which kind of I don't know why, it kind of reminded me of Led Zeppelin a bit. Yeah. And okay. and what we get is um, an energetic, fun bluesy rocker, and it's got that traditional call and response between Malcolm and Angus because. Like a lot of these songs are like the sort of 50s or 60s songs, whatever, that they grew up with, but sure. with yeah. just lots of extra power. Yeah. Um, and it's a really crazy but enjoyable solo. I just really enjoy this song. and um, It's a fabulous ending to this album.
0: Matthew.
2: Bon, Bon, Bon. Like you said, the way he opens this, yeah. I, I picture him spreading the gospel the gospel of ACDC doing this. <laughs> <laughs> that riff kicks in. It reminds me of Let There Be Rock. I get the feeling of that from this. And the oh, Bon is just barking mad. And this, the guitar in this is awesome. <laughs> like you mentioned both the rhythm, and uh, Kirsty with the rhythms and the leads playing against each other. And that midsection, uh, you could jam this out as long as you wanted it, I think. They could just, let in a live, did they ever play this live? Surely they did. I would have thought you'd have to something like this. That'd be criminal not to do that. Mm -hmm. It's just hard rocking. It's unforgiving. And it's, it made me think, you know, like rock and roll, Like there was the whole, your parents are going to hate it. And that's what I imagine this is, which is what makes it so good. All, all the kids growing up, listen to rock. This is the kind of thing that the parents just hated about them. And to me, it was, this is ACDC being, being ACDC. And I, I don't know I love the rawness about this this is an awesome way to finish the, the album it this album went so quick this album oh, it's just a great way to finish it
0: oh man it's 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 insane it's you know it starts off like that and I'll just again this is another one of those songs where like it stops and starts the music is just the music is perfect and then the trash can poet mm-hmm I mean, let me just read these lyrics. I mean, this is this could be like a part three. You know, you got a uh, um, down payment blues uh, up to my neck and you and kicked in the teeth again. You know, they could all be part of it. It almost sounds like it'll be all part of one story, you know, you know, and and then it ends off with, well, I tied my baby to the railroad tracks, cannonball down the line. <laughs> but two-faced woman with your two-faced lies. I hope your two-faced living made you satisfied. You told me, baby, I was your only one while well, you've been running around town with every mother's son. That's such a good line. Told your story about the women like you. You told your story about the things you do. I used to think that you were in sugar and spice. I should have listened to my mom's advice. And then the chorus is perfect. Kicked in the teeth again. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. Ain't this misery ever gonna end? <laughs> Two-faced woman, such a cry and shame. Don't know nothing, you're all the same.
2: <laughs> just the the venom you know, in yeah. the
0: lyrics. You run around hope you had your fun. You never know who's going to win till the race has been run. Man, I I love this song. I mean, this 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 song here makes you want to just let the album start over again like every uh-huh. time. You don't like you're never going, "Ah, let me turn it off now. It's over." you know. I like it. You know, it's 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 just it's an insanely amazing song. I I you know, the the riff playing, you know, by Malcolm and Angus, the drumming, the uh Cliff is, you know, steady bass in there, and of course, you know, Bon Scott's amazing uh vocals.
4: Kicked in the teeth again.
0: So with all that said, let's uh let's give a counselors uh uh order ranking to these songs here and we'll just go from nine to one and it'll be interesting to see how many of these we have in common uh so kirsty why don't you start us off number nine
1: yeah okay i mean it's pretty hard to rank to be fair but um i've got number nine i've got up to my neck in you
0: okay matthew
2: I went with, again, I thought this was all really hard. Every song I listened to was number one until I had to pick them all. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, Sin City, I've got it, number nine. Okay, okay. Um, number nine, I have Gone Shooting. It's just the most subdued musical song. Music helped me a lot on on all these songs because any, any any set of these lyrics was great. So, uh, Number eight.
1: Yeah, sure. So I've got Gone Shooting at number eight.
0: Okay. Matthew? Uh, tough, but I went with Down Payment Blues. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, my number eight was Matt's favorite song when the album first started uh, Rock and Roll Damnation. Uh, number seven, Kirsty. Uh,
1: I've got What's Next to the Moon at number seven.
0: Okay. Okay. Matthew? I too had what's next to the moon. Oh, a match! Nice. Not made in heaven though, because I have Sin City at number seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six, Kirsty. Oh,
1: you'll probably think this is a bit low. I've got rough.
0: Ooh, yeah, I do think that's a bit low, <laughs> Matthew.
2: My number six. I had up to my neck in you.
0: Mm, okay. Wow.
2: It's my, hard though, it's hard, it hard to yeah, guns. I get
0: it, yeah, yeah, I get it. They're all good, uh, my number six was give me a bullet, so number five, Kirsty, what do you have at number five,
1: okay, my number five is sin City,
0: okay, okay, Matt, my number five is gone shooting
1: <laughs> okay, and my
0: okay. number five is down payment blues, which I'm very shocked that I put it that low, but it was like you said, it gets really difficult.
2: It's splitting hairs.
0: On yeah. this. To, to me, i say six through one were very difficult. The bottom three were a little easier, but uh, so number four, Kirsty, what do you have at number four?
1: Yeah, I've got down payment blues there at number four.
0: Okay. Matthew. Give me a bullet. Number four. Number four. Okay. My number four is what's next to the moon uh my number okay number three number three we only have one song that none of us have named i think we'll, we'll all have at least one song in common now okay. i think we will yeah number three kirsty
1: um my number three is give me a bullet
0: okay matthew uh my number three is rock and roll damnation all right, and my number three is up to my neck in you, or you know you could change that up to my neck in Matthew. You could, <laughs> I I could. No, please, please don't do that. <laughs> I don't
2: know
1: why you would.
0: Yeah, and so now we're at our uh, number two, Kirsty.
1: Rock and roll damnation.
0: Oh wow, Matthew, <laughs> my, my number two, Reef
4: Raff. All
0: right. So, so me and Matthew have a match on number two. My number two is also Riff Raff. Um, and Kirsty, can you go ahead and tell everybody what all three of our all, our unanimous number one choice is?
1: Yes, I can. This is so exciting. It's <laughs> kicked in the teeth.
2: I don't think that's ever happened, has it? Mm.
1: Never. Maybe. No, I'm pretty
0: sure it hasn't. Yeah, we tried. We've tried, but never has. Yeah, uh, and and for me, I'll be honest, it was. Riff Raff it was right up front and uh it, but the intro on kicked in the teeth you know yeah. two-faced woman with you that that's what that's what made it the winner for me mm. so that was the cuz i love both of those songs just about equally except for the fact that uh cuz they're both very similar paces and, and intensity so but uh yeah this this is an amazing amazing album i I just i I can't believe i've never listened to this before now that i've listened to it can't believe i didn't listen to it i have a feeling we're going to be hearing more of this from matt
1: so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, every single waffle zone from now on
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) i'll be and i'll be happy to hear it too so that'll be good sure but um i think that's going to satisfy the sound of a for this week so Thank you, Kirsty, and thank you, Matthew, for joining me this week to talk about this amazing album.
1: It's a pleasure. Pleasure.
0: Absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. Cheers. Yeah, Cheers. Bye. See you Kirsty.
1: Right. Bye. bye. bye.